This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. This is a Business Radio special presentation from the Wharton Sports Business Summit at the University of Pennsylvania. Here again is Cade Massey. Welcome back. This is the SiriusXM Business Radio special presentation of the Wharton Sports Business Summit. I'm your host, Cade Massey, professor here at the Wharton School, as well as host of Wharton Moneyball Wednesday mornings here on Business Radio. We have two great guests joining us over the final half hour of the program, the first of whom I'm happy to welcome right now. Debbie DeVito is the Senior Vice President of Finance at City. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Cade. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming down to the conference. Thanks for making time for the show in the middle of the conference. Debbie is Senior Vice President of Sports Finance at City. She's been there for seven years, been in City at City for seven years. She has a master's from the University of Virginia, originally from the South. She says she's from Georgia and Florida State and was was uh, raised to be an ACC girl, not an SEC girl, right? That's some right. Some biases right. down there in Georgia, it turns yeah. out. Hence the trip up the, the East Coast. You slowly <laughs> made your way up Florida State and then Virginia and then New York, and we managed to pull you back down here to Pennsylvania for a little bit. That's right. It's beautiful. So, so we, we are a sports business conference. You're on the business side, but it's in the business of sports. So can you tell us a little bit about how City gets involved with sports? Yeah, that's a, a great question. The, the title there is a little misleading. We have a very broad sports group. It's more than just finance. Um, you know, City is a huge global bank, and we can do a lot of things for institutions and individuals. And so we've built a niche business around the sports industry. Um, our clients are professional sports teams, leagues, and the individuals who own those and invest in those teams. Uh, so there's an institutional and very personal aspect to what we do. So uh, generally, most of my clients come to me out the gate looking for an advisor mm-hmm. to, to help them acquire or divest of, of an investment in a sports asset. Okay. So uh, that, that's the individual side, the investors. And then I also have relationships with the, the leagues and the teams. So um, we have $1.5 billion worth of balance sheet, which we lend out to professional sports leagues and teams. And then we help them with the, on a host of things, investments, um, cash management. Okay. So to the most of us are naive about these kinds of things. What do sports teams need with your $1.5 billion <laughs> worth of loans? Like, what do they do with that money? A lot of different things. You know, I mean, they're running businesses. So, mm-hmm. you know, just, just like a, a, a business would, would need cash to, you know, run their business and cash flow timing issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and, then, and then also I, there's, you know, City uh, doesn't lend through, through my program to uh, the infrastructure of sport, but we have a desk, our capital markets origination group, okay. and they will provide the financing necessary to, okay. to construct a so These billion-dollar stadium. stadiums, $2 billion stadiums yeah. that are being built these days. So on the, on the advisory side, it, you know, we're aware when someone goes in and buys the Carolina Panthers. In fact, we had just had a session here at the conference on mm-hmm. um, that transaction. But if, if cities in this business and other banks are in this business, they must be having those kinds of transactions on a more regular basis. Other leagues. So can you talk about some of the kinds of transactions that you advise? Yeah, sure. So I, that's a great question. And, and one of the reasons that city is uniquely good at what we do is that uh, our business, as I said, it sits within city's private bank. 
and that's where uh, centimillionaires and billionaires sit. So when I have a client who's looking to be a GP of a professional sports franchise, I can also help them raise strategic equity. Okay. So I'll reach out to my bankers. So real quickly for our listeners, GP, yeah. general partner. General partner. Okay. Yeah. So I know. I'm wants, speaking the lingo here. They want to run it, but they need some money. They need somebody else's yeah. money to back That's them up. That's right. OPM. <laughs> everybody knows that one, right? <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. We, so limited partners. We can help source them. Okay. Uh, those are folks who will invest alongside with, with the general partner, the, the owner that everyone sees in the news. Yeah, right. uh, and, and you can... Through, through our network of clients, I can identify people who are just looking to put cash to work okay. in an investment. I can find people who have certain expertise that's relevant, merchandising, licensing, that kind of thing. Okay. So that, that's interesting. I didn't realize that you live within the private bank part of things. So this is a, becomes an alternative vehicle for your clients, essentially. That's right. Professional sports investments, it's very alternative investment in nature, but mm-hmm. very private equity-like. You know, the, generally the, the drivers of the investment, real estate and media. So right. if you have a client that has a real estate or a media bias, odds are I can get them excited about sports. Okay. So tell us about, if, about this class of assets, alternative investments. So mm-hmm. you, you, it's, uh, in your business, people talk about this all the time, but many people don't know about this. We think about, you know, buying a mutual fund or buying an index fund. or mm-hmm. We think about how much to allocate for equities versus you know fixed income bonds, yeah. bonds so you're talking about something else you're about third class generally what tell us about that third class yeah the third class is is putting your money to work in frankly a, a non-traditional way stocks and bonds as, as you mentioned uh, a, a lot of times you'll see real estate investments private equity investments and uh, in the alternative space we categorize our, our sports offering as, as an alternative investment as okay. well so 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 you know, it sounds to me like you're saying your clients, if you're a client of private banking at City, then you, you, might be, you might be able to be an owner of a professional sports team. That seems outside the reach of most people. You think, you know, Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys or, you know, Mark Cuban owns the Mavs or something like that. Those, those don't seem like real people. Yeah. But you've got, a, you've got a number of clients, real people, in, in your private bank, and you're putting them into these ownership positions. Sure. We, we, um, we had two clients heading off against one another at the Stanley Cup this year. So, oh, so right? yeah, team owners need, need bank accounts too, mm-hmm. right? right? So, so uh, look, our, our goal is to sit with our clients and think really, really big. And, and I have the great fortune of, of, of working with, with really sharp clients who have significant wealth. So how do we help advance their objectives on a much larger mm-hmm. scale? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, there's, there is an intersection of, of passion and, and business uh, and, and, you know, often sports assets are viewed as trophy assets, and that's mm-hmm. just not the case mm-hmm. anymore. It, it could be. And in certain parts of the world and in certain uh, teams, for sure, you can throw cash at a, at a um, sports enterprise. But you think about the, the team owners that, that you hear in the news, and, and those folks know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so my, my job is to help them bring those dreams to life, but then deepen the relationship from there. Okay. So if they do add uh, a loan on top of it, okay, well, let's, let's be smart about that. There's a, um, a, floating rate, a floating interest rate on that loan. There's a lot going on in the market. Let's, let's hedge right. it out, whatever, right. whatever it needs to be. And, and um, so I can, I can introduce them to my partners globally, and, and it just makes it a lot of fun because the advisory business, it can be a one-time transaction, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be at City. Mm-hmm. 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 So how did you get into this? So I, I've, the, 
private client services or private banking, most big banks have a branch that does this. Is that Was that your vehicle into this, or did you come through the sports side? And to what extent do people specialize in these kinds of assets once they're, in, once they're inside private banking? Mm-hmm. So the, the question, how did you get into sports, it's interesting because you hear it a lot. And uh, most people I work with, that wasn't what they set out to do necessarily. Okay. Uh, but I'll say I worked hard and I got lucky. Okay. I, uh, I was at Ernst & Young, as, as you know. I, was, I was, um, started as an auditor and then moved into a, an advisory due diligence type role. Okay. So um, You're saying a bunch of words that people yeah. don't connect with sports. This uh, is the yeah. amazing thing about right. this. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm an accountant. I'm a CPA. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was um, working on financial services targets, M&A. So buying and selling <laughs> professional, I'm sorry, uh, um, financial services businesses, yeah. banks, yeah. asset management yeah. companies, insurance yeah. companies. And uh, while I was there, did some volunteer work at a not-for-profit school and met the individual who introduced me to my now boss. Wow. They were looking for someone who could read financial statements okay. on the team, and I said I could do that. Okay. So um, here we are now. <laughs> what, what have you seen change? It feels like the sports business world is changing significantly. Part of that's media, part of it's a new generation of owner, a new, new type of owner. What have you seen change in your seven years of doing this? Yeah, everything's changing really, really quickly. So that, that's a question. You can take it in so many different directions. But uh, the one that I'm really excited about lately is this the diversity that you're starting to see in terms of owners. Uh, you know, you're seeing some foreign nationals coming to the U.S. leagues and, and the European professional leagues as well. Um, that's for a number of reasons. Uh, goodness, if, if you... If you're a league and you want to increase your viewership, look no further than Asia, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, right. so, so that's that's really interesting to me. Uh, I, I think the valuation, the increasing valuations, they're they're incredible and mm-hmm. and just fascinating to really think about that the, that these numbers are skyrocketing and, and that that goes back to to the value drivers. You know, they're they're increasingly being valued like media companies mm-hmm. right. because that's the the underlying. Uh, with some really nice real estate and everything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so look, you, you have people, billionaires and centimillionaires, who can afford these, these assets, but they may not want to. They may want to bring on some additional investors mm-hmm. to help so that they aren't putting all their eggs in mm-hmm. one basket, so to mm-hmm. speak. And so um, it's given me some opportunity. You know, I, I talk about City being a global bank. I can work with clients all over the world to identify investors. And so... Um, I, I, I think that is the one that I'm, I'm most excited about is just to have a more diverse um, ownership base. Okay. Well, I was about to ask you what it is that you're most excited about working on right now. What, what do you think is changing that, that you'll be fired up about in the next couple of years? Yeah, I, I hate to say that I already answered that question. Okay, that's fine, but, that's but, you know, I, that's... So, well, let me, let me just drop deeper down to it, though. Yeah. You're based in New York, but you're talking about most excited about this diverse set of owners. How is yeah. it that you're tapping into that broader set of owners? Sure. So, so um, my team has a global mandate, uh, and, and so I can travel anywhere in the world and go to any, any client in the world. Uh, and, and the leagues increasingly are global. So it's a matter of uh, getting out in front of those people. So communicating with cities, bankers all over the world, making sure they have a full understanding of what it is I do mm-hmm. and that there is value in professional sports and investing in sports assets. Uh, and so it's a matter of communicating with those people. I was in Hong Kong uh, about 
two weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, sitting on a panel of family office uh, mm -hmm. uh, folks. Mm -hmm. So, so talking to them about the sports industry, dripping the idea of sports of an as an investment, mm -hmm. and talking about the industry and where it's going and how to capitalize on mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, wish you the best with that work, and thank you again for taking time to be with us today and coming down for the conference today. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.